I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Decrypt.co, this is the Decrypt Daily and my name is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, Bitcoin accelerates Gab's monthly revenue to 100,000. Coinbase figures out how to make taxes easier. And we talked to Bob Summerwell, the executive director of the Ethereum Classic Cooperative. Coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Welcome to the Decrypt Daily. That's the first member said it that way, right? <laughs> I'm trying to mix everything up. You know, keep you guys on your toes. Make sure that it just doesn't get boring. I can get very set in my habits. So if I don't try to actively break out of them, you might have the same show for years. Anyway, today is November 25th, the day before Thanksgiving. Wednesday, by the way, 2020. I'm going to get into those crypto prices because the show is a little bit longer today. And I want to make sure that you get what you came for. Here are those crypto prices. And I'm recording this at 2.30 Eastern Standard Time, and everything's down just a little bit across the board. Bitcoin is in at $19,074, down about 0.7% from yesterday. Ethereum dropped below 600 at 592, down 2.5% from yesterday. Litecoin dropped to 87.05, down 3% from yesterday. Chainlink, 15.26, down 2.9% from yesterday. And XRP, 68.2 cents down 2.4% from yesterday. Total market cap for all the cryptocurrency is five. Wow, $575.4 billion, which is, yeah, I think that's more than yesterday, with a, with a BTC dominance of 61.4%. Now, remember, dropping, pulling back a little bit is absolutely fine. Actually, I'm, I was expecting a lot more, so this is beautiful. And here is my conversation with Bob Summerwill, the executive director of the Ethereum Classic Cooperative. I do. Trying to plan this for a, lo- a long time, but you know what? I have a lot of questions that are that are rising that about uh, Ethereum Classic these days. Three fifty-one percent attacks in August. You guys are trying to patch those with mess. You have are trying to, I guess, undig the hole that was dug by those fifty-one percent attacks. You have wrapped ETC coming out to be able to trade with uh, DeFi and uh, Sushi Swap and Uniswap and all those other cool things that are going on in the DeFi space. There's a lot of things going on with ETC, but first, I would like you to tell me: Should we have confidence in Ethereum Classic, and what are you guys are doing to prevent fifty-one percent attacks? Um, so yes, August was. Um, certainly a pretty grim month there. You know, the, the repeated attacks are obviously not, not what anyone wants to see. Mess was a, uh, a, a short-term solution. Um, uh, longer-term, really, I think, story is, is, is about wanting to have a thriving ecosystem and, and, and attracting developers and so on to raise the hash rate. I mean, ultimately, that's that's the source of uh, of, of security and all proof of work uh, systems is 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 having uh, plenty of, of hash rate. Some of the other solutions, um, which are still um, on the cusp, and that that uh, myself at the ETC Co-op and uh, and IOHK and others are are very supportive of, are looking at a uh, a change of proof of work. 
to CAC Act 256. That's a proposal that's been around for a couple of years, with the thinking there really being that the the real weakness that you have as a minority hash, you know, which ETC has had uh, to Ethereum, is just that there's there's so much available hash rate that can be used to attack ETC. You know, if you're in a if you're in a real minority hash position, it's very easy for someone to you know go to a nice hash and and buy enough hash uh, to attack. So the thought on Kegat 256 is 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 that you know that's really that's really the the SHA three algorithm. So you have that you know heavily heavily reviewed algorithm, um, and that you could go ASIC friendly. So that's another thing that's been looked at. Checkpointing is another one. So checkpointing could go in as well as mesh, uh, giving you know real confidence that uh, you know you're not depending on on something which is subjective at all. It'd be very objective. And then really treasury is is another thing which a really good solution in that underfunding and and having a bit of a monoculture around these labs is something which has caused I, I think you know a drop off of uh, of interest and a drop off of hash rate so the thought really were with a treasury is that you can you can have multiple well supported core development teams who are really innovating securing the network but also making it very appealing to to attract larger larger ecosystem to build bring up hash rate to uh, improve you know improve security right is somebody typing in the car with you no i think it's just rain oh really rain here in vancouver yes yeah, so you're hearing little clicks <laughs> all right well i was gonna edit this out or we're gonna leave that in there because i want everybody to know what's going on that's <laughs> that's, that's quite funny all right so you said uh mess was a slow uh, a short-term solution um and then you said you're going to transition to a different hashing algorithm you said shaw three can you explain uh the transition if, if i got that correct if can you plan to explain the transition and maybe tell us a little bit about what is shaw three i just looked it up because i knew shaw one shaw two and i know that they both had um collisions in the past and they aren't the most safe uh, hashing algorithm but shaw 3 just came out apparently in 2015 can you tell us a little bit about that and why it's going to make uh, ethereum classic safer shaw algorithms uh you, you have nist which is the national in- institute for science and technology i think it's a you know a standards body within the u.s one of the standards that they've been responsible for is is uh, is is standards for for hashing algorithms. So what you have each of these generations is you have this public composition where, where cryptographers are putting forward, you know, op- options for you know the next round of of this. Um, so when so the winner of that the latest round of those compositions was this uh, family of algorithms called Kekak. So what you have with, with with these are really something which has an incredible degree of of peer review and you know and and, and attention and reference implementations and hardware designs even. So what you what you have at the moment with these you see is is that you have really an inherited F hash. So FHash was an ASIC-resistant design that was basically built specifically for Ethereum to, to resist ASICs. And, and the way that it does that is, is by doing an awful lot of work and, and being very memory-hungry. So the, the, the downside to that really is that, is that you uh, having specialist hardware doesn't have a real advantage. That's why you have the GPU mining on Ethereum. The downside to GPU mining, though, is that it's completely general. 
if anyone has GPUs, they can mine anything. So the downside to that really is you, you don't have any kind of loyalty. Anyone can mine anything and do mine anything following the economic advantages of doing that. The downside to that is that is that hash rates can come on and, and be used to attack you. If you have an ASIC, the miners have essentially committed to, you know, to that to that one thing. If they attack and tr- destroy the value in the ecosystem, you know, they're attacking their own profits as well. Right. And now, just for a reference for everybody, you know, we know SHA-256, um, which is Bitcoin's hashing algorithm. That was it's mm-hmm. an older one already. 2001, it came out. Um, the SHA-3 is, is a lot newer. If you were going to compare the strength or the security or the complexity of each of them, is it even one? First of all, is it is it is it comparable? And two, which one is 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 a better, more secure system? SHA-3 um, is because it's essentially it's the next generation that happened after SHA-256 so you know it, it is the result of uh you know years of competition to to find the next gen now i know that there's more um offerings that are coming out of ethereum classic like like i just mentioned wrapped etc i just got off the phone with uh james wood just the other day he was talking about that going to be more you know a, a big leap to integration with using Ethereum Classic. Can you talk a little bit more about uh, WETC, different innovations that are coming out to make sure that the chain stays um, competitive and relevant? Sure. So, I mean, uh, RAP TCC is a, uh, an ERC-20 that you'd have on Ethereum uh wrapping etc so basically you know using your etc as a as a uh, as a currency as a um you know an, a, an asset that can be used you know we've seen the success there's been with various versions of, of wrapped bitcoin two or three you know really good ones now i mean what you really have there is is the ability to put that that money to work within the um you know the sort of rampant DeFi ecosystem that you have uh, happening at the moment on on Ethereum. I mean, I think that the, I think the bridging is very interesting. Not so very long ago, you you would have storyline of of uh, of maximalism, right? Where each each uh, particular chain was looking to build everything on on top of itself. And I think what you'll now see is the bridging technology is getting really, really good. And and what you end up with is is the, this this ability to kind you know effectively move assets across chain or, or or use this sort of combination. And I think what you'll what you'll have out of that is is both kind of portability quotes of of, of of token value, but also the ability to have particular chains you know, do what they do well. Like L2s, for example, you know, there's so much happening on L2s. In the Ethereum brand story, you know, they're, they're L2s and uh, especially roll-ups are, are, you know, becoming a very essential part of, of, of the plans towards scalability. And of course, all, all these L2s, you can run on top of uh, Ethereum Classic as well. But I think I think what you're going to end up having is for people who are basically strongly proof of work and and there are many people who you know do not really feel that proof of stake is going to give you the same kind of characteristics you know that it's it's kind of likely to descend into into oligarchy 
um, I think what you're going to have in, in Ethereum Classic is this kind of place where it, it, it's likely to inherit the mantle of, of what you have at the moment with, with Ethereum 1 proof of work and that, and that people who for whom proof of work security but also the fact that you know proof of work is is, is the least censorable that you, that you can have I think I think that's where ETC is going to make its make its home Bob Summerwell executive director of the ETC co-op I want to say thanks very much for coming on no worries you're, you're very welcome and I apologize for the rain <laughs> no worries and in other news today Free speech-focused social media platform Gab earned $100,000 in revenue thanks to Bitcoin. Deemed, in quotes, alt-right by many, Gab has been banned by major payment networks such as Visa, PayPal, and Stripe. The platform CEO stressed the importance of understanding and using Bitcoin. I'm kind of curious about these new or upcoming or alternative social media platforms. Alternative meaning it's not Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. It is like Parler or Gab. Now, these other alternative social medias are popping up because of free speech for the most part. People are getting banned or topics are getting banned from Twitter or YouTube, and so they're moving over to alternative platforms. I will admit that some things or some speech is being banned from YouTube and Twitter that shouldn't have been banned in the first place. But when does that line get crossed or does it ever get crossed? Does free speech just mean free speech, even though it's hate speech, even though that it might be full of, and I'm not saying Gab is, I'm not saying any of these medias are, I'm not, I, I haven't been on it, I don't know their content, but I'm wondering when does that line get crossed where you go, do we really want that in our society? And then whose job is it to enforce that? Do we just allow these groups of people to form around speech that we obviously know should not be encouraged? Let me know what you think, Matthew Aaron at decrypt.co. Coinbase scraps its old tax forms. What are their old tax forms? Well, it's the old Form 1099-K, which created the tax nightmare for many taxpayers. Instead, they're going to use the 1099-MISAs or miscellaneous. Hopefully, that allows people to not overclaim their taxes and their tax burdens and allows people to be more comfortable with paying taxes. This new tax form will go out to anyone who made at least $600 from certain Coinbase products. The old form, the 1099-K, was plagued with issues, but the new one is probably going to be far free from them. Let's see how the crypto community fares with this one, especially in a bull market. And finally, America's intelligence community is concerned that China is pulling ahead on digital currencies. The SEC reportedly received communication detailing the intelligence community's concern. The Chinese digital currency development has been taking place since 2014. And if you remember, a couple weeks ago, has started rolling out experimental uses of it in Shenzhen and their surrounding cities, pumping millions of dollars through this new digital system. Sounds like it's a success. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Aaron. Remember, Facebook, Facebook group, search the Decrypt Daily. We're there. I put up the videos for the interviews that I have there, plus the links to the articles that I reference in this podcast. And don't forget, please leave us a rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts. It helps us stay visible for everybody who wants to find us. And finally, have a happy Thanksgiving. Make sure you stay safe, but also make sure you enjoy this time. I'll be putting out a podcast tomorrow. It'll be a more of a weekend update five minute engagement but i'm not gonna leave you hanging with crypto news and crypto prices happy thanksgiving and happy hodling